Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. After 4 o'clock, uh, you can go to the iHeart app and listen to whatever you missed. Ken is off today. We're going to start uh, with uh, Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent in Jerusalem uh, for the uh, uh, the happenings uh, in the war between Israel and Hamas uh According to Hamas, uh, over 10,000 people have died in Gaza. Uh, Israel reportedly is surrounding Gaza City and is telling any uh, Gaza residents still there to, that they ought to get out because they're going to start uh, going through the streets soon if they haven't done it already. Let's uh, get the latest from Jordana. How are you? I'm okay. It's been another... Uh long and busy day here. Day 31 of the war is how they uh, describe it here. Um, Israeli forces operating inside Gaza City, as you said, they have encircled the city as well. They've essentially cut the Gaza Strip into two parts, northern Gaza for uh, the fighting and southern Gaza, which they say is you know, a safer zone for uh, civilians. And they've been urging 
thousands for now more than two weeks to head south. Um, but it has to be said even there, you know, there's still in the south, there's still um, there's still bombing raids. Uh, for example, in Khan Yunus yesterday and in a, um, a refugee camp that was in central Gaza, um, Israel says it is making progress and it's killing, you know, dozens of Hamas uh, fighters and commanders and that it is taking out uh, rocket launchers and weapon caches um, and destroying tunnels. Although the network in Gaza, the underground tunnel network is enormous and runs for miles and miles. So that is one of the biggest challenges. Uh, the other one, of course, is trying to keep civilians safe, which is almost impossible, really, uh, given the way Hamas operates, which is among civilians. Um, today, the Israelis put out more evidence of uh, Hamas positions near schools and mosques and um, residential buildings. This is a kind of typical uh, strategy that we've seen Hamas for the last 15 years, really ever since it took over the Gaza Strip from the Palestinian Authority and started firing rockets on Israel. Uh, this is how they operate. This is their MO. And as you said, the death toll reflects that. You know, there's 10,000 that have died and, you know, probably a little more than half of them are innocent civilians and the others, you know, may be related to uh, Hamas and the fighting. They actually, from what I heard, the reports because you never know for sure, uh, Hamas stacks missiles inside the mosques and some of the uh, recreational centers. That's their storage Absolutely. areas? Absolutely. I mean, it's not, yeah, that is one of their, I mean, they found missiles inside UN schools uh, during one of the previous rounds of uh, conflict war with, with Hamas. Um, but absolutely, they store they store missiles. I mean, they they have tunnel shafts right outside the main hospitals, Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. And there's a whole underground network and bunkers there. Um, and you know, there are thousands of people gathering outside of Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City because they figure it's one of the safest places. But until the hospital is either evacuated or taken over the israelis won't bomb it not yet so people are gathering there to try to you know avoid um avoid the uh you know the danger of these strikes are people being allowed to uh, escape gaza city or does is hamas still blocking uh people from uh, heading for the exits well, Israel, again today, provided what they called as a safe corridor uh, for about four hours today uh, and encouraged Gazans to, you know, take this route and go south. Um, there have been various reports, um, and the Israeli army has documented some of them with Hamas putting up roadblocks. Um, they, you know, Israel released a phone call between a civilian um, and as someone else describing um, that he was shot at by Hamas because he was trying to flee, um, you know, down south. So, I mean, Hamas, in the most horrifying ways, really uses 
civilians as human shields, and it's an ugly and dirty game because for those who are uninitiated, uh, it appears Israel is just, you know, bombing refugee camps and bombing hospitals. Um, but that's not the case. You know, Israel works uh, on intel, and of course, sometimes it makes mistakes. There's no doubt about that. But the, you know, the the mo is to, you know, fire on in, fire on Hamas terrorists and their infrastructure based on intel. You know, last Friday they attacked an ambulance that Israel said, you know, was being used by Hamas terrorists to, um, you know. To, to move arms and even for some of their fighters to try to escape over the border into Egypt. It seems clear that uh, despite all the protests around the world and uh, various world leaders making demands that Israel uh, issue a ceasefire or a pause, whatever the uh, euphemism is of the day, uh, they have no intention of doing that. They're, gonna, they're going full steam ahead here. Does it seem that way from where you are? It does. It does. I mean, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu doubled down on, you know, his position, which is he will not, he will not hold Israel's fire for even, you know, humanitarian pause or ceasefire until the hostages are released. Um, and it does not appear Hamas is ready to do that yet. Um, you know, could Israel moderate their position in the next several days? Um, at the request of the United States, that's a possibility too. I mean, you know, the aid, the military aid, the presence of the warships, now a nuclear submarine that's come to this region, um, all of that gives President Biden uh, leverage to to ask certain things of the prime minister. Um, and he needs to, he, and it, requires him in some in some sense to listen. So the two leaders spoke again today and likely a humanitarian pause was, you know, at the top of the list to get aid in and sick people out and get Americans out and other foreign nationals who are basically stuck in the Gaza Strip. All right, Jordana, thanks very much for all your reporting. Thank you. All right, Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent in Jerusalem as uh, the Israelis have encircled uh, Gaza City and uh, they're starting to infiltrate and they're pretty much given a last call uh, for residents of Gaza to head for the uh, escape corridor or uh, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty brutal times in, uh, in that part of the world. Uh, the protests over the weekend were huge in some places and they were... They were uh, these were they, they were there were a fair amount of pro Hamas, pro terrorist, pro genocide, wipe Israel off the face of the map uh, brigades. Uh, there, you know, anybody, anybody who said that these are these are peaceful people protesting and they're just interested in um, the the innocence, uh, that's not true. A lot of Marit. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but there there's plenty of people who uh, really want all the Jews killed. And anybody who says otherwise is not telling you the truth in the news stories. Uh, we'll get into that. We got some uh, audio to play of some of the chanting that was going on outside the White House. That's coming up next. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. John and Ken Show. 
Uh, Ken is off today. Uh, we just had Jordana Miller from ABC News uh, giving us the latest on the uh, Israeli-Hamas war. And the latest is, if you didn't hear, that uh, Israel has completely surrounded Gaza City, by far the largest city in Hamas. A lot of the residents have fled to southern Gaza, uh, but uh, many of them still have not. And Israel has given the last warning to get out. They have a an evacuation route uh, open for four hours. And then after that, they're literally going to go through the streets and go door to door because Hamas's military is embedded inside uh, these uh, neighborhoods. Uh, as you heard Jordana talk about, they're in the schools, they're in the hospitals, they're in rec centers. Uh, they've got uh, weaponry, uh, missiles. I mean, you name it, mosques. Uh, so uh, a lot of uh, a lot of explosions and a lot of bloodshed yet to come on the Gaza Strip in the Gaza Strip. Now, um, one of the things um, I talked with her about was: Did it seem like, with all these massive protests around the world, and some leaders saying there should be a, a ceasefire, a pause, something to get Israel to stop, even for five minutes? She said no. Absolutely, they're, they're going full strength forward. Uh, there's always the option that they might uh, slow things down for a bit for humanitarian reasons, but at the moment there's no indication that they're going to do so. The protests uh, were huge in this country. Uh, I, boy, you probably didn't know just how many people were pro-terrorists living in the United States, huh? Is this a shock? I remember years ago, uh, what in the early days of uh covering illegal immigration here in Southern California, it seemed like the whole country didn't really care until uh, there was uh, a day without an illegal. That's what the organizations called it. And suddenly there was uh, massive uh, protests uh, in the streets of Los Angeles, just thousands and thousands and thousands waving Mexican flags. flags. It got national coverage. And um, suddenly the whole country woke up. Everybody realized, oh, my goodness, when did this happen? Same thing over the weekend. When did this happen that so many people, pro-terrorist, pro-butchery, uh, waving the Palestinian flag? Uh, New York Post said tens of thousands of protesters were in Washington, D.C. And, and what they did is they surrounded the White House. They were chanting Allahu Akbar. And F. Joe Biden. Obviously, they shouted the whole word. We're, uh, they shouted out the whole word. And then they were chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And understand, because some people are trying to muddy up the meaning of that, that isn't just uh, pretty poetry. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Means from the Jordan River out to the Mediterranean Sea, uh, there are no more Jews and there is no more Israel. Everybody is murdered, and the land is completely uh, rid of uh, Jews and Israelis for all time. Uh, complete genocide, and Palestinians will roam free through the empty land. Um, they wrote that the chant is growing increasingly popular, and uh, others chanted, Long live the Intifada, which is an Arabic word that describes a Palestinian uprising. Uh, back in the uh, 1980s and 90s, and again in the 2000s. Thousands of people died, uh, Palestinian revolts. Uh, 
Some people thought up to 100,000 people were at this event. Uh, they were splattering, smearing red paint on the uh, white cement pillars uh, that separate the gates of the White House. And um, they have all kinds of incendiary signs, incendiary photos that they were raising. Uh, let's play a clip of some of the chanting that was going on here. This is about a minute of uh, various chants you'll be able to, uh, I think you'll be able to make it out. If uh, you're keeping track, uh, the first chant was Allahu Akbar. Second was Genocide Joe. Then Gaza, Gaza, Gaza. And then finally, one, two, three, four, occupation no more. Five, six, seven, eight, Israel is a terrorist state. By the way, these all these people are, are if they're citizens, they're Democrat voters, which is going to be a huge uh, problem for uh, for Joe. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, who is this wacko, wacko congressman from in Michigan, and uh, there's about 300,000 Arab Americans in Michigan, and a lot of them concentrated in her district, and they have elected her repeatedly, and she says the most vile, incendiary, hateful things. She also enjoys from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, and she knows, she knows what it means. Um, and uh, since... Uh, Biden is siding with the Israelis, at least for the moment. Uh, all That whole crowd is furious, and they will not be voting for him. Uh, not that they're necessarily voting Republican, but they're not voting for him. I mean, the Republicans are full bore on the Israeli side as well. So um, he's, uh, he's stuck. And also, uh, you know, most uh, Jewish voters vote Democratic as well. So he's, uh, he's in a position. And we're going to talk more about him because he had a Really bad polling come out over the weekend, and it's really hard to believe that he's going to be their nominee. Uh, we're going to talk further coming up. John and Ken. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. The show's on every day from 1 until 4. Then after 4 o'clock, it's John and Ken On Demand. The show becomes a podcast. Whatever you missed, you can pick up in the podcast. And it's on the iHeart app, posted uh, shortly after 4 o'clock. The endless parade of clowns and boobs who either are on the city council who used to be on the city council until they got indicted and sent to prison or who want to get on the city council. The latest is a wannabe, Wendy Carrillo. She has been a state legislator for uh, some years now, and she wanted a job as an L.A. city council person to replace Kevin DeLeon. You know, that guy's story, right? The... uh, inflammatory language during a private conversation secretly recorded where he was saying unkind things about blacks and Oaxacans. And uh, he refused to resign. And he's up for uh, re-election against a long list of candidates. One of them is Wendy Carrillo, who would have the most political name recognition, I guess. But uh, then she got loaded on Friday, like really loaded, And she's got, (laughs) it's hard to believe, she's got a cover story, though. And we're going to play a a quick uh, quick clip from uh, Phil Schumann, Fox 11. 
and uh, then we'll uh, we'll uh, go deeper into her excuse. Okay. The cell phone video shows Carrillo's Audi in the background in the street about 1.30 a.m. northeast L.A. She'd apparently smashed into the rear end of this gray Toyota, pushing it into the small black VW owned by this man. Heard what was ultimately a uh, car crash, really loud bang. He's a neighbor, said he was awakened by the noise, went outside, cell phone camera rolling, though he didn't want to be on camera himself. She was okay. She was obviously disoriented. Um, she gave us like a hand signal that she was okay. She got out of the car right away when she came up to us. It was very clear that she was intoxicated. Slurring her speech, the alcohol smell was very present. I'm, I'm so sorry. You can hear Carrillo as officers approach her with this brief explanation. I'm sorry, I just, I sneezed and I lost track of the vehicle. Yes, she says she sneezed and lost control. But in the background, you can see her on the sidewalk, two officers administering a field sobriety test. She appears to briefly lose her balance. Before it's all completed, listen to the LAPD officer explain to bystanders what happened next. LAPD has a policy of uh, being fully transparent with the public. Uh, it was brought to my attention that this uh, person is an elected official okay. uh, in the state senate. Okay. Uh, so sometimes for people that are, are considered to be uh, for lack of better terms, a dignitary, we allow them to, to do the investigation in a private area away from the public, right? It does not change, it does not change uh, the fact that she's, um, she has been drinking, she has been involved in a crash. Korea was arrested, booked, and released, issuing a statement of apology, saying she's cooperating with police while not specifically admitting she was drinking. As a public servant, she said, I am aware that I must adhere to a higher standard that demands personal accountability for my conduct, and I accept responsibility for my actions. I sincerely apologize to my family, constituents, colleagues, and staff. No one injured in the incident involving Korea, who's been representing the Northeast LA area since 2017 in the assembly. Now we wait to see if the city attorney or the district attorney goes ahead and files criminal charges. Remember, Korea is currently running for Kevin DeLeon's LA City Council seat. Dignitary. Did you catch that? <laughs> Apparently, uh, drunken state senators are considered dignitaries. And so they get uh, private treatment when it comes to uh, the arrest. I, <laughs> how drunk was she when she stumbles out of the car? Now, remember, she's not only she's got. They, she's got more than twice the legal limit. Over double. So no way she doesn't know she's drunk, right? She comes stumbling out of the car. She could barely stand up during the sobriety test. And she tells the cops, well, I sneezed and lost control. She must have had a half a dozen drinks. At least, if not more. Because you're talking about 0.16 blood alcohol content minimum. Because they didn't give the, the exact amount. They just said uh, more than double. She couldn't walk in a straight line. And she blames it on a sneeze. What are people electing? Who are these people who are running for office? If you're caught, you've just wiped out a bunch of cars. She hit several parked cars. She could have easily killed somebody. If you, if you, if you 
went to a party and you got drunk, then just say, I went to a party and I got drunk. Or I just, I don't know, broke up with my boyfriend. I had a fight with my husband. Uh, you know, I got fired today at work, although being a state senator, unfortunately, she can't get fired. Instead, out of all the possible reason, not reasonable excuses, but, you know, what, what happens in real life is people get emotionally upset or they have too good a time and they drink too much. And then this happens. No, I've never heard anybody say I sneezed. I sneezed. I sneezed. Meantime, she's tumbling around in front of them. And she's trying to convince them that it was a sneeze that caused this that caused this accident. I lost track of the vehicle. Wow. She really got loaded. She's been in the legislature since 2017. And she's close with Newsom. She went with him on a trip to her home country of El Salvador in 2019. Um Oh, look at this. Of course, she's a rising star who's appeared many times with Newsom. Uh, Newsom endorsed her last year as a tireless champion for working people. Well, Newsom has his own alcohol problems in his background. Um, she slammed into the parked cars. One witness said it was a very loud, huge bang and then heard like skidding. So she was she was uh, doing bumper cars in the neighborhood. Uh, a witness said she was slurring her speech and was very impaired. <laughs> her her airbags deployed. And <laughs> she came out of the car giving the thumbs up. You could smell the alcohol. <laughs> and she blames it on us. She actually going to tell the judge that in court? The sneeze defense. Wendy Carrillo. So we've got uh, Kevin DeLeon, who uh, badmouths uh, black people in Oaxacan, Oaxacans behind closed doors, versus uh, a, a loaded uh, lunatic who sneezed her way into a multi-car accident. More coming up. Uh, I'll tell you when we come back what we're going to have at the start of the 2 o'clock hour. A uh, really interesting interview uh, that's next. Uh, this really exposes what those... Uh, Terrible people at the Los Angeles Times are about. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up uh, after 2 o'clock, uh, you may be familiar with Adam Housley. He was a Fox News correspondent for, for years. Uh, he covered uh, a lot of wars over that time. And his niece was murdered at the Borderline Bar in Thousand Oaks back uh, five years ago. Five years ago, I guess, uh, tomorrow, November 7th. I believe it's been five years. Um, and his brother has, has put out a statement, Adam Housley's brother, because the Los Angeles Times and a couple of other media outlets have been involved in a years-long fight to get the autopsy reports uh, from government officials. The autopsy reports of those who were murdered at the borderline bar. Now, I don't know what the purpose of that is because uh, there's no mystery as to how they died. They were all shot to death by a crazy gunman. Um, but 
the LA Times really went to the mat on this. It went back and forth in court, both sides getting victories at different points. But ultimately, the Times and the other outlets won the right to get access to the autopsy reports and publicize the results. And it uh, turns out that uh, it, it, it turns out that they did die of the shooting, shockingly enough. But here's where the Times really got disgusting. And, and these are executives of the Los Angeles Times. Uh, you know, they are responsible for all the manure that the paper excretes every day. They have filed for legal fees against the families of borderline. In other words, the L.A. Times wants the families of the dead victims to pay the L.A. Times legal fees. Since the families had the nerve to fight the Times in court to prevent the autopsies from being released. And the families did it for privacy reasons. They didn't want to relive the trauma by having all the details of their loved one's murder be spread all over the front page and all over television. So they wanted to try to protect the memory of their loved ones and protect their own sanity. Instead, the LA Times went to the mat here, ultimately claiming, you know, First Amendment right to the truth. And now they want the families to pay their legal bill. They started this fight, and now they... I'm just beside myself. But this is, this is, I'm telling you, they're sociopathic at the LA Times. Absolutely sociopathic. I don't know how you could insist on having families pay the legal fees when they were just trying to protect the privacy rights of their, of their, dead, uh, of their dead family member. It's shocking. Well, Adam Housley is going to talk about it. Again, his niece was murdered at the uh, borderline. Um, there's a lot of people who uh, get snarky about the, the rich and think that they ought to be uh, taxed out of existence. And one guy who gets uh, a lot of grief for being successful is Jeff Bezos. Uh, and all these progressives think that, well, just one day, one day we'll be in power in significant numbers and we'll be able to strip the wealth away from all the rich people. So in the state of Washington, they proposed a wealth tax. Now, mind you, this is not an income tax based on your paycheck. This is not a, uh, a, a tax based on your stock gains. This is a tax based on your accumulated wealth. And they thought they were going to raise about $3.2 if this tax ever got implemented. It was a proposal. But in Washington state, uh, they have a lot of proposals that have gone through along those lines. $3.2 billion. Shockingly, Jeff Bezos decided that he's going to preempt this tax and he's going to move. Be he's moving to Miami where they have no such tax. He would be on the hook for $1.4 billion a year. That would be 45% of the projected total in the state. So they came up with a tax where one guy would pay 45% of the total haul, Jeff Bezos. And he basically said, F you, I'm moving. And so he's moving.
And he's also going to shield his heirs from Washington's highest in the nation estate tax. That's a top rate of 20%. I, I have never seen a case where one person moving would affect one-third of the revenue from a single tax. But this is why progressive, they're progressive, well, most progressives have their heads up their rear ends about this stuff. Rich people move, and they move their money. And you're not going to find them, and you're not going to find their money. And you don't get to tax them just because you're overcome with jealousy because your life is a failure, and his wasn't. We come back, we'll have Adam Housley about the L.A. Times wanting Housley's family to pay the legal bills after a protracted fight that the Times started wanting to get the autopsy reports of one of Housley's family members who was killed in the borderline shoot-up five years ago. That's next. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark Live in the KFI 24-Hour Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.